0: Okay. Uh, Zvon did not like it. <laughs> no, just let just shoot from the hip. Okay. Okay. Welcome back to Obscure Broadcastings podcast, Famous Last Words, a movie making podcast about cinema movies, cinematic movies,
1: cinematic movies. It's a podcast about making cinematic movies
0: without any sort of filmmaking whatsoever. Oh, of. oh,
1: filmmaking! Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 this is a podcast about film making, film making, film watching,
0: film, film enjoying, enjoying. Yes,
1: film discussing. Who are you? Me? Yeah. Wow. I go first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Teresa Alden, and Who
0: are I am and Andrew Alden, and we are. Related.
1: No. Married. By marriage. Not related. <laughs> well,
0: that's still related, is it not?
1: I don't know. I guess so.
0: So what are we talking about today? Unless we didn't we did already give away what we're talking about today.
1: Maybe. Maybe a little hint for those of you out there who yeah. remember almost 20 years ago.
0: 19 years ago.
1: This this little show called Lost. Lost. So on this, ABC. <laughs> so this is one of our rewind, rewatch episodes. Redo, redo, re, redo remake.
0: Re So I guess J.J. Abrams made the logo on like iMovie on his computer.
1: <laughs> he didn't say iMovie, but Yeah, he, he basically That was put. that was
0: what was implied.
1: <laughs> it's not a terrible logo. No,
0: it's not a terrible logo. And it,
1: actually they were very forward thinking with their opening being, being like 16 seconds. Exactly, yeah. And like very to the point. Yeah. So yeah. I want to intro real quick. Okay, yeah. Lost is one of Andrew's favorite shows of all time. Yep. And I had not really seen that much of it. I saw like maybe three or four episodes scattered when it was live way back in the day before we even knew each other. Mm -hmm. And then when we started dating, I showed you Battlestar Galactica, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a good one. And then you showed me Lost. Mm-hmm. And it has become one of my favorite shows of all time.
0: It's a great one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lost, I mean, what can what can be what can we say that hasn't already been said about Lost? Um It's amazingly it holds up. I mean, I think that's the I mean the main thing that we we talk about with the show is like when we rewatch Seinfeld, Lost Seinfeld felt pretty terribly dated. Mm-hmm. Also, the guy who plays Jin. In Lost, also is an episode of uh, Seinfeld, where he plays a doctor, when uh, (laughs) uh, Kramer gives his great performance as TB or something, he gives this great performance.
1: Oh right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But uh, Daniel Day Kim is uh, Jin Soo Kwan in this show, and he has now been in both of our rewatch rewind. So unless we decide to watch Hawaii Five (laughs) O, we're probably that's probably that's probably uh, it. That's probably it. Um, so Lost, I think the thing that makes Lost really work is, I mean, they got lucky. They acknowledged many times that they got lucky. You, We have watched a few episodes here and there with some vo- from some commentary, some things I've watched previously. Mm-hmm. They feel, and rightfully so, that they got really, really lucky a number of times. I mean, 2004 was a very different world than we live in now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that makes that Lost hold up is, one, the mystery is universal you know the they the questions they ask are 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 big questions about existence and about who we are the show's fundamental emotional anchor though is people's relationship with their parents every single character comes was- down to a relationship with a parental relationship
1: yeah actually yeah and i would also say love like love for Family member, but also like your soulmate, quote unquote. Like, right. There's a lot of that.
0: There's a lot. Yeah, there's some soulmate stuff, but I mean, every. You can, there's no character that you can't point to and say it's their whole reasoning behind their character that's given any sort of backstory is something to do with.
1: A family member, a family not member. a parent, because there's. Okay. Um, yeah,
0: you okay. Know, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Missy.
1: Boone and forgot her name shannon shannon there's no parents really involved like on the fringe but no 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 thing...
0: no 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 no. no. what <laughs> um no sh- i mean boone sort of you're right you're right and you're wrong boone yes boone is definitely a character that is like there is no parent really relationship except that his job is from his was given to him by his mother yeah shannon's whole thing is all about her father shannon's whole fucked up thing is about her absent father Oh. Who dies in a car accident because Jack decides to save his wife. Oh, right. His future wife instead of uh, uh, Shannon's dad.
1: Uh, it's all daddy issues.
0: It's all daddy issues.
1: It's like very little mother things. I guess Until Hugh- season six. Hugo's mother is a lot. But no, actually Hugo's is his daddy issues too. hmm Yeah.
0: Clearly Jack has a as daddy issues as is featured prominently throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um I guess Saeed, you could say, doesn't have parental issues, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But most most of the other characters do. Um, Rewatching it this time, did you feel, how did you feel about watching it rewatching it this time?
1: I mean, you're right. I didn't actually notice this, which I think is a good thing. Like, you're right that it, like, pretty much holds up. I didn't feel anything painfully dated beyond, like, fashion and stuff like that. But, like,
0: Haircuts, yeah,
1: haircuts, you know, that stuff, but everything else felt like they were playing with themes that transcend, and there was no like cringy like ooh, we don't do that anymore, kind of like political incorrectness that much, I don't think no,
0: no, no, I don't think so no. much,
1: um,
0: there's a lot of very strong women in the show,
1: yeah, that's the other thing, like there's just a lot of variation in the characters. While still keeping the, like, very formulaic persona, like, you know, Jack is a surgeon and he's very egotistical and has to have control over everything. But then there's John, who's, like, supposed to be so different from him, like, science and faith are, like, kind of the themes. But John is also really, like, has to be in control and can't let go, like, and... Until the end, yeah. Until the end. And so they do a really good job just, like, balancing all the different characters and their personalities. You know, like you don't really like Jin at first. He's like a very seemingly traditional controlling husband. And then you they like flip him on you very, like they do it very well. Like I kind of hate Jin in the beginning. And then, I don't know, you just, you end up really, really liking him by the end. And I haven't seen too many shows that are really successful at having me like, kind of like a misogynist character. <laughs> Towards the
0: end, (laughs) I mean there there are definitely things that like I you know there's the tracks the the paths that your brain goes in because they like it and this is my fourth time watching Lost all the way through and Jin and Sun's storyline is the one that always does not compel me uh, most times but this time I actually felt like oh I'm kind of compelled by this story I think Jin's a great like a pretty interesting character Mm -hmm. I mean you could make the argument that previous uh you know like the women in these episodes kind of all run aground like all their storylines run aground like by the end jen i mean son and kate and i mean they kill juliet yeah but like the, the women have or in claire the women end up with less to do near the end of the show
1: see we always talk about that every time we rewatch it and this time i actually felt maybe not as strong about that like I think Claire, definitely. They just, like, didn't know what to do with her. And her character is kind of strange throughout, which is fine.
0: Well, her character also is, like, a plot device of season one. She's more of a plot device than a fully blown character. Yeah, definitely. Which which is that, like, you're trapped on a desert island and there's a pregnant woman. What's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, that's a plot device.
1: And then she becomes important that she's, like, one of the only women to successfully give birth on the island.
0: Uh, kind
1: of so but yeah i actually think like kate kate goes through her little like love triangle thing but she doesn't you know she doesn't completely fade away by the end like i kind of misremembered i was like oh yeah they don't give kate anything to do by the end but like she is involved the entire time and like when she has aaron as her mission sort of like I thought, that oh, part... maybe that's where it drops off, but it, I don't think so. I think she stays pretty engaged, and and Juliet, like, they had to kill her, but she, you know, she she made the thing happen, like she hit the bomb with the rock, and
0: whatever that means,
1: caused yeah, them what... to like jump in time and right <laughs> and the series in a way. So like, she's a very important character, and they had to kill her.
0: Yeah, when I when you rewatch these shows, I think. You kind of glom on to different characters at different times. The first time I watched the show, I thought that Jack was great. Like I knew, I knew Jack was complicated, but I like a really. Jack and John were the two characters that I latched on to the most. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that like they're two extremes of the human condition. You know, and I feel I felt very connected to both of them in different ways. And so when the show ended, I did watch the last episode, of Lost Live. And when the show ended, I was just like very moved by. The whole by the ending and just like oh this is so great John finally gets what he deserves when he gets up out of the wheelchair in the sixth up in the final season mm-hmm. at the final moments when he gets up and walks into the church I'm just like I was moved um this time I'm less so moved by by uh by John and Jack it just I mean maybe it's because I've watched it so many times mm-hmm. but I mean the Interesting thing about rewatching Lost is if you've paid attention to it, the characters are really well written. Like all the characters have very fleshed out backstories, even kind of bit smaller characters like Miles Mm -hmm. has like a full backstory.
1: And everything's connected and I love it and that it's like fate, not coincidence, so they can just do whatever they want. (laughs) Right, right.
0: If you hide behind fate, you can do a lot of things.
1: Who do you think... What does it say about me that my two characters that I felt connected with most the, the first, first time. time I watched it, Desmond and Daniel Faraday?
0: <laughs> That's interesting because Daniel Faraday really doesn't get much to do.
1: I know, but like there's something about his character. It's got to be the timey wimey stuff.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah.
1: Because they're both involved in the jumping and and I love the Desmond and the Penny love story.
0: Yeah, I mean. The Desmond and Penny stuff is for any romant- romantics out <laughs> there. The Desmond and Penny storyline is amazing. It's so good. And that like, and Desmond is, is probably the most complicated and interesting character in the whole show. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, every time through, I always feel like when Desmond shows up, I'm just like, oh, the show is a whole new breath of fresh air is breathed into the show that I really like and I really gravitate towards.
1: And his character is always involved in like the m- payoff of some kind of suspenseful thing. Right, which helps. <laughs> right,
0: the show is not perfect. That some things are kind of like dead ends that they lead you on the on paths that go nowhere, mm-hmm. and they give time to that. But speaking about characters, I during the fir- whenever the fir- to me the first season is the best season of the show, and upon rewatch, and here's why, because when you come to the end of the show, you realize that it was all fate. It was all connected. They were all connected on super Jacob strings. -hmm. And that it wasn't coincidence; it was fate that got them there. And the eagerness to understand who they are and what they've gone through is like it bring. It's like every episode in season one, you know, can bring me to tears because I think the best episode television ever written that I've ever seen is the John Locke episode where they so good where they show his backstory for the first time, and you have no. I don't care who you who you (laughs) who you are, when you get to the end of that show, end of that episode. And he's in the wheelchair in the walkabout office. No one saw that coming. Yeah. Like tears streaming down your face because. <laughs> and, it, and it sets up his whole character. I mean, you're sympathetic to John the rest of the way because of that.
1: And the other really strong John episode where you learn how he ended up in the wheelchair. I feel like is another. When his dad pushes like, him out the window. Yeah, the it's guy? just another huge one. My runner up characters are John, Locke, and Juliet.
0: Yeah, Juliet is great. I feel like Juliet they were a little bit wonky on what to do with Juliet's character. Mm-hmm. Um she's a brilliant actress. Um I don't know her name, but I will find. Elizabeth <laughs> Sarnhoff, I think is her name. Um but give me one moment. But uh she I also felt like they underutilized her and they needed to kill Elizabeth Mitchell, sorry. Uh I, I don't know who the Sarnhoff woman was, but uh maybe their producer, but their name is always on the screen.
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs>
0: Whoopsie. Anyway. Sorry everyone. Um but uh I I think that uh kind of not talking about the negative, but um I know like characters I didn't gravitate towards this time around as much um is really funny because like one of them I think is a fantastic actor in this role, but doesn't really do much for me is Naveen Andrews Saeed is like very okay. He shows up in the Theranope show.
1: <laughs> Dropout? Dropout. <laughs> yeah. And He's he, a good actor.
0: He's a good actor, but not terribly interesting.
1: Yeah, I never really loved the Saeed character. There's a character that had a dead end. They were just like, we have no idea what to do with Saeed. <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean, also remember the world that we were, where the show was coming out in. Like a Middle Eastern guy in 2004 mm-hmm. was probably thought to be edgy. And that probably doesn't age super well, you know?
1: Or, yeah. Maybe um, they were just trying to, like... Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so, another character... That, the character, the actor that I really love, who I didn't really gravitate towards character so much this time around, is Harold Pernow. Michael. Um, mm. I think he's a phenomenal actor. If anyone watched Oz, he's, like, the reason why Oz works. Um, also, Mr. Echoes in, in, in Oz. But, um... Uh, Harold Purnau is in Baz Luhrmann's *Romeo and Juliet* as Mercutio, mm-hmm. and I mean, I just think he is—he is a Shakespearean. Yeah. He can do anything. Like, and he, I think he's given not so much to do. Upon rewatching it, I was just like, "Oh, they really didn't."
1: They kind of write him out too.
0: They write him out, and he has, to, and he makes a noble sacrifice mm-hmm. the same way um, Juliet does. Juliet, or Jack, or whoever yeah. you you want to.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of dying and loss, which is like. I think what makes the show really good is like not being af- being afraid to kill the characters that everyone loves. Like this is a not like a you know, romance drama where like it wouldn't make sense to kill anyone. This is like adventure survival. You have to kill people. And right. that's like a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you you risk alienating your audience, especially in but way back when, when you're releasing episodes one at a time every week, and you need ratings to keep going, um, so killing characters is really that people love is really really risky.
0: Totally, yeah. The, the she Elizabeth Sarnoff is a producer. Um, <laughs> it, no, they 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 kill characters off. I mean, sometimes they're for budget or or other reasons, like Charlie's character uh, Dominic Monaghan. Uh, mm-hmm. left because him and Evangeline Lily were no longer together and mm-hmm. it was very messy breakup. Um yeah, but, but like they kill Charlie. They could have easily written Charlie as a character that just never interacts with Kate.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And it's kind of awkward in season 6 because they definitely like did not want them to be that you know. <laughs> but I think that uh Charlie's character is really interesting and uh you mm-hmm. you know Again, like he's a plot device that kind of became a character. He's him and Claire are so interesting because they kind of go in opposite directions, right? Like once mm. Claire has her baby, there's not much left for her to do. But once Charlie overcomes his drug addiction, it's it, he keeps on he just yeah. keeps on being interesting. Bits,
1: yeah, he gets more more character development and things. So
0: the other question I have about Lost for you is how many of the characters have abilities. You know, like Mike, like Hurley can talk to dead people. And so can Miles can kind of sense dead people's thoughts. How many other people had powers that like they didn't even understand were? like does Shannon, Shannon heard the voices in the woods. Hmm. Could Shannon talk to dead people and she just didn't know?
1: No, the voices I thought were like
0: the ghosts of uh, Islanders past.
1: Yeah, but like it was the precursor to the smoke monster coming too. right. So I don't know. Um, I had, guess I hadn't thought about that. I mean, yeah, there's the obvious who can talk to dead people and like who can time travel and withstand all the electromagnetism. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What this is sort of, I'm changing, I'm changing topics right now, changing themes, (laughs) um, because I wanted to say this earlier when you mentioned you love season one and I think that the, one of the reasons why Lost succeeded as a show, even though it's like a little bit weird, a little bit divisive in some places, is because it's such like a format that speaks to storytelling where you have everything that's going on in the present and then flashing back in the first season. It's flashing back into the past to learn about the characters and it's all learning. About the characters through action. It's not like someone being like, Remember oh, when this thing happened? Yeah, to you. exactly. And that's just like the most interesting way to tell a story. And they use that format and they twist that format throughout. Um, you know, you got like flashback, flash forward, flash sideways, flash purgatory.
0: <laughs> right. But two seasons, first two seasons of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then when they do the flash forward in season three where it's, it's so Jack good. in the future, but they think. But they've set up that Jack is kind of a flawed, broken, but competent person. And so when they show him broken again, it's like, oh, this must be right after his divorce. This must be. Yeah. And then they come over the coffin. And you know this, that like, when they came over the coffin to show John Locke was dead, they shot Sawyer and they shot a couple other people in the coffin so that, like, no one knew except for the editors Mm -hmm. who the actual person in the coffin was. Not even the actors knew Mm. who the final person in the coffin was.
1: Wow. That's good. Yeah, I mean season. I think it's two and three. That's still flashing back and then flashing forward. But yeah, and Desmond shows up in season two. Season two, yeah. And Faraday shows up in three. Three.
0: Faraday shows up during three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those are my two favorite seasons. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean the, all the cage stuff is kind of monotonous and, but you know, I, I I the the show. There's no there's no end to how much I love this show. Um, the one last thing I want to talk about before we end this episode is like the music also played a mm. huge role in why the show worked
1: it's so good it's so sophisticated yeah tell it, us why andrew oh i'd love to tell you why <laughs> Teresa.
0: so um this uh this music in this uh show uses leitmotifs for characters so there's the Locke theme and there's the jack theme and the kate theme and the saeed theme and the benjamin linus theme which doesn't show up until right around when his daughter dies um which is like a minor descending scale thing, <laughs> uh, a minor chord with a descending passage in the in the soprano line, um, but they could have easily gone with we're going to use synthesized music and kind of a cheese balls thing, but they they decided no we want like real orchestral music like chamber orchestra playing and using different themes and like spending the extra money to record orchestras and con- and chamber ensembles and like lots of percussion definitely elevates what are sometimes on paper pretty cheesy moments.
1: Yeah. And like whether you know, you realize it or not, like consciously or subconsciously, it is completely a part of the storytelling. Like you know what is going to happen and what is going on due to like the music cues, whether you're registering it or not. And that's the leitmotifs. And that's like just how they use it in such like an operatic type way where like characters have themes Situations have themes. You just it triggers something in your brain, and it comforts you. Like it makes you feel like you're you're held while going through kind of a mysterious show. And if you don't always know what's going on, like music can like help guide you subconsciously.
0: Yeah, and the music definitely heightens some moments in the show mm-hmm. that are kind of clunky narratively. I mean, they had to fill an hour every week for 24 weeks they did a
1: damn good job they did a damn
0: good job and there's moments in this that definitely benefit from the from either clunky acting or weirdly written scenes like and you know like let's let's call all things being fair there's some really clunky stuff in season six that near the end there's just some lines of dialogue that were like Okay, you're going to go with that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, season 6 is like really divisive in The Lost Community because people didn't really agree. A lot of people didn't agree with like how they spent all of the usual flashback time in this like land where they're all like in some sort of purgatory type thing trying to like find each other and reconnect before they go into the afterlife and people were like, "That's stupid. That's cheap." But there's I don't know. I think we that's not the part we right. have trouble with in season six. I think it's more of like some of the clunkiness, some of the trying to wrap things up, which is normal. Um, but overall, like, I feel like satisfied with the ending.
0: Yeah. And Okay. Once and for all. So the ending, are they all dead the whole time? No, they're not all dead the whole time. <laughs> they say the line in the episode. And actually when they filmed the episode, as we learned in the commentary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I read online, only the characters that play Christian, John Terry, and Jack Matthew Fox knew the contents of that scene of the actors, mm. and so they were just filming B-roll. They're all like looking in that church, looking up at the light, <laughs> and it's a warm, beautiful light, and Weird. be happy because they wanted to keep it a secret. And the ending of the ending of the show is, in my estimation, is they say it in the show. Is some people died before Jack? Some t- people died long after Jack, such as Hugo, who must be immortal because he takes on protector of the island. Mm-hmm. And they are all the most significant moment of their all life together was the time they spent together on the island doing shit. Yeah, and they move on because and here's 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 a, a theory wrapped up in this. They move on because you know they're all ready to move on the flash sideways flash to purgatory in season six is not connected to the island in any way shape or form
1: yes and it,
0: it, it's a spiritual place that they are all waiting for each other for
1: yeah exactly it takes it took me forever to get that like i still every time i watch it i'm like confused but then this time i think like i finally grasped it
0: <laughs> yeah here is a, a fan theory that i'm sure has somebody online says it my theory is ben doesn't go on doesn't move on with them. Oh. Ben stays outside the church and he says he has a few more things to work out. And here's the theory. Ben is the last protector of the island after Hugo. Oh. And that he has his time protecting the island, which, and that goes eons, eons into the future. Interesting. That, that neither him, like, like Ben's story's not done at the end. Ben has to, Ben's going to keep going. Ben's going to keep Protecting mm-hmm. the island, Ben's gonna work out his own issues.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like that.
0: And that Ben also can see dead people because he sees his mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And right. that that Ben Ben is learning to communicate with his own issues and whatever. Who knows how long he protected the island after Hugo gave it up?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and uh, it's it's just interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hadn't actually put that together. That's nice.
0: Um. So, I think. That Lost is a is a great TV show. Do you have any final departing thoughts?
1: <laughs> I really like the traveling music, which is this, right? This is yeah, the... this is the
0: traveling, doing stuff music.
1: <laughs> no final thoughts except that I love this show, and I'm so happy you showed it to me.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to sh- share it with you, and maybe we should watch Battlestar Galactica.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: Bye.